Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at. This is a uh, another special edition of uh, the Fan Correspondence Fandom Talk. We are starting, or in the midst of, actually we're in the midst of the summer of video games. The uh, general gist of this is that there are so many video games with anniversaries this year that we just thought we were going to take our time and look at as many of them as we could, the ones that uh, really mattered to us. Uh, and most of the games mattered to us. I mean, Overwatch matters to me. Uh, Super Mario matters to me. Link, uh, Legend of Zelda uh, matters to some people. Uh, you know, I, I love Legend of Zelda, but uh, not as much as uh, some people in the fandom correspondence. Uh, and today's, the first one we're going to start with, uh, and I thought it'd be apropos to start with it, uh, is Halo, which Halo, of course, came out uh, in 2001 on November 15th. It was a launch title for the first Xbox. 20 years ago, Al. 20 years of Halo. Isn't that weird? That is... that. I mean, to me, it feels like significantly less time with Halo, but we'll get into that in just a bit. <laughs> 20 years of Halo. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good milestone, a good place to start. Uh, and uh, at this point... We do want to, uh, you know, we're all about plugging things here at, at the Fan of Correspondence, particularly things we're excited about. We're all excited about talking about video games. We've got some interesting stuff coming up. Uh, Al and Jake are doing a Resident Evil podcast uh, next week. They're going to talk about the, um, we're going to talk about the Resident Evil franchise in general. Uh, that's another franchise that has a, a big milestone coming up next week, which I'll let them talk about. Uh, and uh, we're going to be discussing a lot of video game stuff all through the uh, all through the summer. So look for podcasts, look for videos, look for articles, uh, you know, look for, you know, Instagram lives. You know, Jake just did an Instagram live. They had nothing to do with video games, but it, it was still fun. He was talking about comic books. Uh, just keep looking for things... Uh, Coming at you from the fandom correspondence because we got a lot of really cool stuff coming at you, uh, particularly this summer uh, in regards to video games. So, um, Al, speaking of video games, uh, what are you playing this week, man? I have a general idea I know what you're playing this week, but what, what what's going on in video game land for you? Absolutely. Well, Josh, I'm I'm glad you asked me that. Uh, I wonder what kind of uh, what kind of bright, handsome man placed it in your idea to ask me that. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, this last week, um, I finished up a great game called Control. Um, I'm sure, um, a bunch of people have heard about it. Um, some of you might have not, though. Um, it's a, it's a great game. It's a little, um, third person action game. Um, it's best experience going into a blind, so I won't say too much, but, um, I finished that up, so um, I picked up Resident Evil 8, or Resident Evil Village, or however Capcom wants you to say it on any given day of the week. But um, So I've been playing that. It's um, pretty damn good. It is a pretty terrific game. Um, so that's pretty much sapped up all of my video game time um, this week. But uh, how about you, Josh? What have you been playing? I, too, have been playing a game that... Um really is intense and uh you know really uh tries to uh, you know keep you in the moment to moment gameplay as much as possible uh you never know what's coming around the next corner type of game i've been playing pokemon snap uh 
Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, it's it's an it's an extremely you know it's it, it's an intense game. You know, because uh, you you've got to be on on it if you want to get those pictures of Sobble, You know, uh, and so uh, so yeah. No, in all seriousness, I, I've uh, I've really been enjoying Pokemon Snap. Although I will say, you know, this is that's another game that you know came out in my childhood. Uh, that was a huge uh, part of my childhood, and um, and I I I've was looking forward to that game the moment they announced it. Uh, got it day of. Uh, it's it has not been disappointing. I will say though, uh, there is some fantastic. Uh, it it has a great uh, online community already because um, it there are frustrations in this game, and so you know like you'll you know you you'll just have like you know people that are just like you know. You know, just having like a really good, you know, time with the game. Just want to tell you. And then you got people that are like swearing online because they can't figure out how to get Sobble, you know, who you know, who you know, Al, is the little crying lizard. And they're like, you know, where the F is Sobble at? You know, and like, and so like, it's just a really interesting online community <laughs> of, you know, uh, just it runs the gamut of, of emotions. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's a it's a great game. Obviously, one I would recommend as well. Uh, I mean, you know, but <laughs> so far, uh, probably my game of the year, honestly. But we're not that far in the year. Uh, but um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So we're, we're we're at two ends of the spectrum, Al, when it comes to our games right now. You know, you've got you've got Resident Evil Eight. You know, probably the most fetishized game. Uh, you know, in the last like you know five years to come out, and I've got Pokemon Snap, which is probably a game that shouldn't be fetishized at all if you want to get right down to it oh but it probably is it probably is you're probably right you're <laughs> probably right um neither one of those games though uh you know you can uh I, i'm i guess i'm assuming you're going to talk uh, more about resident Evil 8 next week uh we do have a pokemon podcast coming up we will talk about pokemon snap uh everything it meant to the game uh to uh, to that series of games as well um, so tonight, though, the main thing we want to talk about, of course, is Halo. And uh, Al, you just finished a playthrough of all the Halos on Twitch. Um, I got to ask real quick: Were you, were you, did you play any Halo at all when it when it first came out? I mean, I know you're, you know, this is twenty years ago, so you were probably a little younger, you know, young for it. But like, did you play any of them growing up? What's the first? What were your first Halo experiences? Uh, yeah, man. Um... So I played through them all on Twitch. Um, thank you, everybody, and anybody who came by and hung out on the streams. Um, it's always appreciated. Uh, had some fun. Um, so I did not play Halo for a while, actually. Um, I didn't have an Xbox. Um, I wasn't an Xbox kid. I was um, hardcore as far as home consoles go. I was hardcore PlayStation for um, a long time. Um so I didn't really have the opportunity to play any Halo. Um, uh, I did have a friend who lived across the street from where I lived. Um, he had Halo 2, and um, I'd go over and play some of it uh, with him when that game came out. But um, I never really touched Halo 1. Um, I played Halo 2 very sparingly. Uh, it wasn't until I got to college where... Um, Everybody on my residence hall um, played Halo Reach, and it was like a hall event uh, we'd have uh, um, every week or a uh, couple times a week if we could, where we'd all just set up a really big um, 
here's a term for all the youngsters out there, something called a LAN party, um, where we <laughs> set up all of our consoles, um, interconnected with each other, have these huge um, Halo Reach lobbies um, and play it for hours. And so, um, so I really picked up the Halo habit um, then when I went to college and then I came back home, I bought myself an Xbox 360 because I was really into that whole thing. Um, um, and playing online with my friends and things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, played Halo Reach and then I didn't touch the series again until, um, this past year, uh, when I played all of them. So there you go. Well, well, uh, we have a completely different, uh, well, not completely different, um, because you know, I, I was, I was a PlayStation Two guy. I mean, I was ride or die with the PS Two. Um, you know, which I don't regret that decision at all. But uh, when when the Xbox came out, um, the the gist of the Xbox, the main thing they were launching, uh, or we, we really didn't know what they were launching, but um, we, it was almost this like uh, mystical obelisk of video gaming because they had done so much marketing into creating like this um, this story of like you know the Xbox will take you to places that you can never go or never gone before and it was that 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 was the general idea of the Xbox um, and a lot of that fell to the wayside really quickly. It became, you know, just a standard video game uh, system. I would say the one place that that was not the case was with Halo, because I can remember distinctly, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I was like, ah, stupid Xbox. No one cares about the Xbox, you know. And, uh, but in FYE, or in here, it was probably still, uh, probably still disc jockey in Owensboro at the time. Um, they set up a console and I remember going up to that console and they had Halo on it and playing Halo for the very first time and playing the, you know, the iconic, you know, first level, which now, by the way, if you try and go back and play it, I think it's one of the most frustrating things in the world because you spend the first 10 minutes of that game and they're just like, now walk to the left, now walk to the right. Now, you know, but back then the concept <laughs> cha -cha, of real smooth. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. But, but the, uh, uh, Back then, the concept of having one thumbstick to move and one thumbstick to move around, this is something we take for granted now, but that was so novel. Like, that was, like, so, something that I, I couldn't even... Uh, it, it, it was so different than what anything else was doing. And, of course, it changed console gaming at the very least. It was really the first time that, that console FPSs, in my opinion, caught up with what was happening on the PC. Because the PC had, you know by that point, Call of Duties and stuff like that. But, you know, the idea of having control in your hand and being able to look around at everything and not have to uh, do some weird finger contortions to make that happen, uh, that was so different. And so I remember playing Halo 1 for the first time at that video game console and going, okay, so this is what the Xbox is, is going to be about. And I was right because I'll, I don't know what you think of this, but... One of the reasons I want to talk about uh, Halo so much, and one of the reasons I feel like, you know, even though me and you're not Xbox people, um, 
one of the reasons I feel like we have to talk about it so much is because I'm not totally sure there's ever been a system that has relied on an IP like the Xbox line of systems relies on Halo. And I know everyone's gut reaction is going to be like, well, Nintendo and Mario. But, man, Nintendo was putting out a lot of games in between the Mario games. You know, I mean, you still got Zelda. You've still got, uh, you know, Kirby. you still got, you know, I mean, you still got Donkey Kong. you got all this stuff. And I understand Mario's the biggest video game guy in the world. But I don't know if any system's success has ever ridden on one IP like the Xbox line has ridden on Halo. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah, like, um, especially as far as the original Xbox goes um i mean again i didn't have one um i didn't really have a lot of friends who had one but um thinking back on it now and looking back on the history of games it's hard to think of games that were unique exclusive to the original xbox other than i mean halo 1 and halo 2 like those are the original xbox games like i I'm struggling to think of anything else. Whereas, um, you know, you go to PlayStation 2, you had had games all over the place. You had Ratchet and Clanks, you had Jack and Daxters, you had the EMC games, you had, you know, only Usha games, you had Red Faction games. By that time, a lot of the stuff that had been on Sega and Nintendo were getting a bunch of a bunch of transfers and ports onto the PlayStation 2 um, that really had kind of a stranglehold on IPs at the time. So, I mean, when you think of original Xbox, I mean, I would struggle to think of the type of human you would have to be to have an original Xbox and not have Halo 1 and Halo 2. I mean, I'm trying to think of what that person would be, and it's just, they're just like an extraterrestrial, just <laughs> trying but failing spectacularly to blend in with the rest of humanity because you go over to their apartment and they're just like, oh, yeah, I've got the original Xbox and I've got, um, you know, fusion f- f- focus one and two for the original <laughs> Xbox. And it's just like, what? what are you doing man like <laughs> i don't i don't know what you're doing here so i mean yeah and i know a lot of the people would say it expanded more with the xbox 360 but um uh, that's still the inherent bond um in in the industry between xbox and halo um is still just so strong to where you know you can't really talk about the console without talking about that franchise and its entries on each of the consoles um where i don't really think you can tie any one franchise as you were saying any one franchise to either of the competitors uh with sony and nintendo so so yeah for sure yeah it's it i agree with you i i will um i'll because I, I before i ask this question i was trying to think of you know, because like I said, I had a PlayStation 2 and like games I felt like I missed out on Halo 1 and 2 and then Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. And then mm-hmm. there was a game called Jade Empire that Bioware put out. I don't even know if you know what that is. Uh, but well, I know you know what Bioware is. But uh, Jade Empire 
was a game I really wanted to play. Those were the three Xbox exclusives. I can't think of another one. Yeah. Maybe, and, 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 and not, not at the time. Now I wish I'd played the early Psychonauts, but at the time, mm. I mean, not you know, at the time I didn't even know what Psychonauts was because they didn't even, you know, market it like they should have, in my opinion. Um, sure. So and I know that. Um, and also I know that. Um, I said the Old Republic one or two. Um, I believe were already on PC when they were released on Xbox. It was a big deal that they were. Uh, a release on Xbox as well, but you know, as far as having that um, exclusive kind of feel to the title, it really can't even be extended all that much um, to, to the Kotor games either. Yeah, I mean, we in, in a lot, in, you know, PC gaming, of course, is you know, of course, I'm I'm not trying to to talk down on it, but at the, at all really, because at the time, I, we just we didn't have the ability to do any PC gaming. Uh, and then a lot of people don't. I mean, in, in the mid 2000s, a lot of people didn't. And, you know, that was one thing that I do think, you know, Xbox, because their ties with Microsoft was trying to do um, is kind of bring a more PC aesthetic to gaming, which I think they have succeeded in that, uh, or at least in trying to catch up to what PC gaming has done, because I know. You know, there was uh, Command and Conquerors that came out on 360 that were, you know, as good, if not better, than they were on the PC. Um, but we're getting a little, little not, not to get off track, but I'm just saying, yeah. But I, anyway, I agree with you. I think if you, I, I don't know a person who had the first Xbox that did not have Halo 1 and 2. Like, it, those were those were games you had to have. Um, and, you know, they, they were the system sellers. Uh, when 360 came out, you know, I, I, the, what sold me on that was Gears of War, but yeah. even, I agree with you, you know, not a whole lot else on the 360 for as far as exclusives go, and then with Xbox One, you know, and it's still moving forward. I mean, that you know, that, that's that been Xbox's big struggle is exclusives to the point where they spent $7 billion to grab Bethesda to do the exclusives for them. So, you know, this is a, I mean, this is a recurring thing, um, but I will say <laughs> While that might not say much for Xbox uh, or Microsoft, says a lot for Halo though. Um, that one, really one franchise has kept, you know, or has done the heavy lifting as far as keeping this console afloat. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, uh, you know, Halo. Uh, we're we're going to talk about pretty much uh, the entire series. Uh, we're probably not going to do too much talking about Halo Five. Uh, for reasons that we'll get into it that when we get to it, but um, you know, uh, Halo itself, uh, all all the way around the entire series has sold 81 million copies, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> you know, yeah. a very very impressive number. Um, and uh, so so we'll you know we're gonna start we're gonna start with Halo um, Combat Evolved. Um, Al, like I said, you, you just you just played through all of them. You know, you had this uh, this this experience you wanted to have where you played through all of them on PC. Um, Halo Combat Evolved, the first one, okay. Uh, and I think I asked you this at the time, okay. Has it? Do you think it's aged well, or do you think it's kind of just like a, a fun relic you go back and play? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think that um, with Combat Evolved. It's one of those games where it has aged really well in certain aspects, and then in other aspects, it really does show its age. It shows the fact that it was 
developed and released at just a d- completely d- different era than games we're used to by now. Um, I think that as far as a FPS goes, especially an FPS of that era, I mean, it's hard to think of a competing FPS from that time that has aged as gracefully um, as Combat Evolved has. Um, as, f- as far as the gameplay goes, as far as how the guns feel, um, you know, it obviously I play, I played the heavily remastered version of it on, um, I'm on Twitch on, on the Master Chief Collection. Um, however, even when um, I did have the opportunity uh, for anybody who lives um, in Lexington, Kentucky, um, or what's to come out to Lexington, Kentucky and hang out with me at an arcade. Um, um, the borough in town has an arcade where they sponsor or um, they feature some retro consoles that you can play as well. And one of the things they have is the original Xbox with the original uh, but Evolve hooked up to it. Um, and I've played that with um, um, a few friends um, over the last couple of years just to see... Um, how it is and how it's how it's aged and things like that and and i mean still even with the original if you want to go back and revisit it um it's still head and shoulders above other fps's um from its era as far as how gracefully it's aged how the gunplay feels um things like that even as far as just like the enemy design it just feels um, like Halo. It feels like its own thing. Um, obviously, it helps that it was um, a s- s- sci-fi shooter that came out in, you know, the pinnacle of shooters from the World War Two era um, with all of, like, the Call of Duties and, and all of Honor and things like that. Um, so that helps, but just the way the game feels, feels really good. Um, there's some things like with, um, the level design, when I jumped into Halo 1, um, on Twitch, I'm sure those first couple streams were hard to watch, uh, because I just hadn't played an older game in a while. And, you know, things like having, um, objective icons on, on a compass at the top of the screen, um just weren't there um, because it was an older game um and those things just hadn't uh, been made a mainstream tool yet so there were some times i was kind of wandering around the map um i made some questionable jumps because i thought that they were the thing to do and they were not um, the thing to do at all um so that kind of limits it um josh you were there as i struggled my way through the final um on the final fight of that game where um, to this day, I insist that's a horribly designed way to end a very epic, very excellent game. Um, but, I'm sorry. I said, I agree. Yeah, you agree. I, I mean, yeah, it just felt very weird and anticlimactic. Um, as far as all that goes, it was redeemed with the driving section at the end. That was very hype, but um, yeah, very odd way to, End that game, but um, yeah, it's things like that. Uh, the first Halo, um, you can tell why it was so revolutionary 
because even playing it now, it feels good to play, which is something a lot of games from those early 2000s years um, can't really say a lot of the time, that it actually felt good to play. And Halo 1 honestly does. It still does. You know, it's funny because I I do feel like um, I could go, well, I know I have because I've I've played it uh, maybe about two months ago. I mean, I, I, uh, as like a, I played Halo 2 testing out an Xbox for the place I worked. Um, but I do, I, you know, the, you're, I, you're right. It is, it is an older game and it's hard to, you know, get back. But the feel of how Halo plays just feels right. I think that's the best, that's the best compliment I can give it. Um, it just feels right. There's nothing that's weird about it. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, you know, I've been playing through Last of Us 2 recently, okay? Um, uh, again, to try and do something, because it, it has a year anniversary coming up. And, you know, and so uh, when I played through it the first time, you know, uh, just, you know, did, did yeah, and, and th- this is a game, if you think I'm being hard, this is a game I called the game of the generation. Um Played through the first time, loved it, didn't play it for a long time. Felt like I had to learn everything over again. Okay. You know, uh, learn how, you know, learning the timing and, uh, you know, and st- stuff like how you switch weapons, uh, how you switch from like, you know, a first aid kit to the bottle you want to throw. Uh, you know, sometimes it's really hard to do that in a, in a moment to moment gameplay, and sometimes you need to. Uh, that stuff is very, you know, it's, it's, you have to relearn that you have to relearn that, you know, and, and of course you get better as you go on. Um, I've never had to relearn Halo, you know, Halo is just Halo and it, it, it feels good no matter which one you're playing. Um, you know, there's issues to be had with Halo, but you know, it, it's, 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 it just feels right. Uh, case in point, you know, not to drag another, uh, another game, but you know, the, the killer app for PlayStation 2, the one that was supposed to kill Halo, I don't know if you remember this game or not, Al, I don't even know if you thought about this game in a while, was Killzone. Do you remember Killzone? Okay. I tell you what, go back and try and play Killzone. Okay. You will be so frustrated. Like it's just, it, 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 you know, and, and just the simple fact of like things like, you know, why can't I sprint, you know, stuff like that, that you're just like, I cannot believe, you know, in 2004, you know, I don't know when that game came out. I'm, I'm assuming 2004, but like, I just can't believe that in 2004, we, we had not said every game needs to have a sprint button, you know? And, uh, just stuff like that is just really, really hard to go back to, uh, for me. Um, you did, you did mention, uh, you mentioned, uh, like the land parties and stuff like that. Um, can't talk about Halo without talking about multiplayer. Uh, one thing that Halo did really intelligently, they were really the only game to do it because, um, you know, this was kind of a selling point for the Xbox and the only game to do it really was Halo. Uh, or, you know, if there wasn't their game, um, you know, uh, at the Phantom Correspondence and let us know. But you could hook up four Xboxes, and you could have these, you know, massive team battles. Um, they were like the the proto land parties, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know that you could have some real fun doing this. And if you, you know, if you had enough people, you know, if Xbox or enough people with Xboxes, uh, you could have some real fun. Never did it with more than two Xboxes myself, but even with just two Xboxes and you know, I think six people, we had a ball and. 
uh, Halo was one of the first console games that, in my opinion, um, really prioritized um, their multiplayer aspect. And this was before online gaming was even a thing. So, you know, you had Halo 1, you know, really prioritized multiplayer, um, you know, that, you know, was designed to be split screen. And, you know, if, if you're a Halo player and you don't know what Blood Gulch is, you know, uh, you're probably not a Halo player. Uh, it's one, you know, Blood Gulch is one of the most iconic, you know, video game levels in history. You know, it'd, it'd be right up there with, you know, you know, 1-2 and Mario and, you know, I, I don't even know what else, you know, but like Blood Gulch, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a huge aspect of the game. What did you, uh, you know, I, I, I know you, you said you didn't have much, uh, to do with multiplayer, um, but, uh, you, I'm, I'm assuming because it's on, I think, every Xbox, I think it's on every um, iteration of Halo, and I think so, I could be wrong, uh, maybe not on Halo 4, but I know it's on 1, 2, and 3. Uh, you know, Kat, did, did you ever play on uh, on Blood Gulch, Al? Do you, you know, is that, a, is that a thing that you have any memories of? Oh, yeah, so um, that, um, that map was always, um, that map was always a point of contention. Um, for me and my college friends, whenever we'd have like our land parties every week and play, I'm gonna play Halo Three or Halo Reach, um, because um, uh, because Oh Blood Gulch was kind of known as like the capture the flag map, and um, and I don't know, <laughs> and I don't know if we, if I'm the same as everybody else, but um, capture the flag as a mode on FPSs. Um, can go die in a hole. I'd be happy if Capture the Flag never returned to any video game ever again in the future. Um, uh, because it isn't fun. It just isn't a fun way to play that game. Uh, or any game. But uh, it's inherently flawed. Um, it's the Ubisoft of, of FPS modes. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but at the same time... Um, you got to respect the map design because um, that is a really well-designed map. Um, it's it's really engaging. It has that kind of inherently attractive idea of just like you know just going at the enemy's base, defending your base, um, which obviously is an out um, outgrowth of of why it was known as a big capture the flag map. But um, um, I know really honestly, probably our very first exposure to blood gulch if i'm being honest was um was from red versus blue um because it was heavily featured um in that show um Mm -hmm. um, which i watched a lot of even though i didn't play a lot of halo until college um i was exposed to that show a lot because it's really um it's really well done but um yeah i've got i've got some things i've got some things associated with blood gulch for sure (laughs) (laughs) it's hard not to you know, uh, this red versus blue. This is a good time to actually talk to transition there, and that just the idea of how important Halo is. You know, red, I don't think people understand, uh, or at least now we can look back and, and have an understanding of red versus blue was so uh, different because there there was nothing else like that uh, at the time, and I it's it's so intrinsically tied to halo and first person shooters. Um, you know, and 
Halo offered that. And, and, and one of the cool things about it is, you know, uh, later on, uh, you know, they leaned into, you know, uh, Red versus Blue, uh, uh, or Red versus Blue really leaned into this concept of, of the, of the weird stuff that would happen during multiplayer matches. And you would see it on, on, on Red versus Blue and you would, you would, understand where they were coming from or, or at least like no like the frustrations that they're feeling you would have fr- felt those frustrations just playing the game even though they're trying to tell this weird story you can still get frustrated and be like i don't know what to do there there's a sniper hiding in the crevice and blood gulch and i can't get to him because no matter what i do he shoots me <laughs> kills me before i can get out behind of the warthog you know and like that that was such a uh that that was something that um they tapped into that everyone had felt. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you brought up red versus blue. I do want to transition. I know we're kind of moving kind of quick, but I want to go to halo too. Um, like I said, Al, you know, you recently played all these. Um, what were the improvements from halo one to halo two? What did you, what, what, what stands out to you? I, I, I have a, there's a big improvement for me that I know you, you already know what I'm going to say the improvement was, but what was the improvement for you? Um, yeah. Um, so I got done with Halo 1, the remaster at least, um, off the collection. And with Halo 1, I was just like, that was really fun. You know, I can see what all the hype was about. I can see why it was as revolutionary as it was. That was a really good time. Um, Halo 2 blew me away. Um, Just, I mean, what that game was able to accomplish. Again, I'm a little bit skewed because I did play these primarily through the Master Chief Collection. Uh, but I even remember back when I played it, I'm at my friend's house when I was younger. Um, I was blown away just by their ability to have really cool scenes and set pieces. Um, the action felt so good and so tight and mm-hmm. well polished, uh, which was impressive because Halo 1 already felt really good as far as an FPS goes, that they innovated with the action Halo 2. They introduced the uh, the ability to wield your guns. They introduced some new um, types of weapons um, and I mean, vehicles. Um, they introduced an entirely new character to, to play as an entirely new way to approach the game with that character's abilities and power-ups. I mean, it, it completely innovated so many things, but it was still able to improve upon what the original did so well. And I think that's something that so many games, even today, but especially back then, um, failed to execute whenever it came to equals to successful games is that they felt the need to innovate however the need to innovate drove them away from doing what the base game did so well that's why you get you know a revolutionary character action game um on playstation 2 like uh, the original emc and when it comes time to do um the equal of it you have this weird choppy you know, almost abomination of a game in Devil May Cry 2 because it's so completely missed 
the point of what made the first one so good. With Halo 2, you have almost the exact opposite. It took everything that Combat Evolved did that um, did so well to establish a name for itself and was just like, look, guys, we're just going to use that as a base and we're going to build off of that and make sure we're still doing those fundamental things well because now we know that people are invested. And since people are invested, we can build on what they already know and love and introduce things that are solid improvements. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Halo 2 blew me away. Halo 2 probably has the best action set pieces of just about any game from that era. Um, it's just so impressive what they were able to do, uh, um, especially at that time. Um, um, it's wild. Just the way to do this equal game. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I totally agree with you. I think the. I think part of that is because. Um, it, it it's weird because there, there's almost a catch twenty two because there's some games that don't need to listen to the criticisms, uh, as much as they do. I think that's that was Devil May Cry's issue. You know, I mean, what what when Devil May Cry one came out, it's too hard, it's too hard, it's too hard, it's too hard. So like Devil May Cry two comes out and they you know, they basically turned into something it's not. You know, I agree with you on that. And with Halo, what they did was they listened to the criticisms where it mattered and then just the heck with everything else. And so the criticism that mattered of Halo 1 was essentially that, you've heard me talk about this, is that the level design is just not good. Uh, I mean, you even mentioned that yourself with the with the last level and everything and this... Uh, sometimes it has these weird moments where it's trying to be a platformer, um, but it's not a platformer, you know, and mm. uh, just stuff like that. And Halo 2, probably some of the best, I mean, you said best set pieces, probably some of the best level design I've ever seen in a game. Uh, holds up still today. You know, when I was watching you play it, you know, there were still things that, you know, I was like, man, this is really cool. You know, <laughs> just, just, just really cool stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do... With Halo 2, though, one of the things you do have to bring up, you have to bring up the ending, which at the time, Al, I don't know, you know, like you said, I don't know how invested you were in, in video game culture in 2004, 2005, 2004? Um, 2004. Yeah, 2004. Um, ha- the ending is probably one of the most controversial things that I can remember happening we're going to finish the fight and then you just cut some black, you know, and, uh, you know, the ending now as someone who was going directly into halo three, probably not as jarring, but, uh, you know, uh, this is a good time as any to kind of bring up as we're transitioning, uh, you know, um, into halo three, uh, good time as ending. I know you don't want to get too deep in the lore, but what do you think about the storytelling aspects of halo? Um, I enjoy them. Um, what, Halo was able to do um, as far as as being able to establish a world in an FPS um, that people gave two shits about. I mean, that was really uh, impressive of a feat for them to do in the first place. Is to even create a setting for that genre of game at that time that people could be invested in. Uh, And they were able to do that by putting in you know, the extra hours on the lore by creating a world where it felt like it was a world that was 
actually a lot. It was actually a a a setting where things happened that were affected by, but also happened outside of what was happening in the game as well. Um, you know, you had the entire context of you know, there's this war. There's a cool Master Chief Spartan program of soldiers that you won't know a whole lot about at first. But, like, it's okay because, like, the conflict is what is um, important right now. Um, and just them being able to tell that kind of story and weave that kind of narrative um, in that kind of game, in that kind of era, um, I, I was just really impressive. Um, I feel like, you see, it's kind of wild. This is, this is kind of going a bit back to Halo 1, but I feel like, if I'd had friends with Xboxes who told me at the time, hey, Al, like, weird, you know, alien <laughs> parasite-type things show up, like, halfway through this game, and suddenly the military <laughs> conflict happening is, like, way in the background and not even important anymore, I would have bought into the game so much sooner than what I did. Like, <laughs> I feel like my friends really did be a disservice on that one by just like not telling me about that. Um, so, you know, you get into Halo 2 um, and into the end of Halo 2 where, you know, he has a line of just like, you know, we're going to finish the fight. You've got flood stuff um, going on. You have this Eldritch ho horror that is the flood. Um, hive mind or um hell is just a grave mind i think it is um what's going on i mean it's it 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 tries to do a lot and for an fps in the early 2000s i'm sure a lot of people were just like this would be trying to do too much but it actually it does it really well uh, which is impressive again just given the time and the genre of the games yeah, I, I, it's. Uh, I, I think it pulls a lot of things together, and, and that, that was something I was going to ask you. You know, because uh, another controversial aspect. I mean, you you sound very pro flood. Uh, I mean, at least as far as the game, I don't think you're. I don't think you believe in their uh, philosophy. But uh, but um, pro that's flood. Good. Is, that's good. Okay, well, <laughs> but, but, uh, but but you sound very pro flood. I know the flood's kind of controversial. You know, because a lot of people really were more wanted to have more focus on the straight military aspect of it. The flood, of course, as an enemy really brings something completely different to that game, really turns that game to something else. Uh, so, I mean, you, you did like what they did with the flood in the game. I did. I mean, those people are wrong because I mean, <laughs> to come off really blunt about it, because here's the thing you remove the flood from halo and, like, you just have any other inserts sci-fi game about a space war. I mean, um, the Flood was what really helped set the story apart from other stuff that was just, oh, these, you have a space army and this alien army is bad and we have to stop them from defeating the humans because somehow the humans are always the good guys. I mean, it's just, it introduces a new 
aspect and a new flavor into the narrative and helps it be so much more than what it would have been. Like, if you want to get into sci-fi series with good lore that's just about wars and battles and things like that, without the Flood, Halo would never even come close to the lore involved with, like, um, the Warhammer series. I mean, like, it just... It just would not. But what the flood, um, the inclusion of the flood does in that story is help set it apart and give it some kind of semblance of originality. And <laughs> to the point where, again, it would bring in people who were not super into just, hey, this is an FPS, you have a bunch of guns, you shoot aliens, humans are always right. Like don't don't even concern yourself with it. But bringing in that aspect allowed them to do so many more interesting things. Um, and so, yeah, I don't understand the people who are just like, I wish Halo was just about this army is good and this army is bad. Because oh my god, I've heard that story a thousand times. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I will say, you know, I think there's a lot of it that you know the flood. Uh, like I said, there's. It, it really does change how the game is played. It really kind of becomes something else uh, entirely with the flood and, and how you, how you react to it. Um, you know, I, I, it, it, it's just different. Um, but I, I think that's part of the brilliance of the game. You know, they, the Halo's always throwing something different at you. And uh, I think that's one of the strengths of, of the game. Um, going into Halo 3, um, we're transitioning from uh from one system the xbox to the xbox 360 i do want to make this statement though okay see if you believe this okay um without halo 2 online gaming uh probably wouldn't have been as successful as it was what do you think i would agree with that yeah it wouldn't be even if it would have turned out as successful as it is now uh it would have taken a much longer time yeah, than what it did without the agency of Halo Two to kind of escort it that way, for sure. Yeah, the 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 multiplayer component of of Halo Two um, and and online gaming um, with Halo Two it was just never the same. You had you had these kind of like little blips of online gaming. Uh, you had the course of Dreamcast with. Um, uh, Fantasy Star Online uh, was a was a big deal for a bit, um, and then you had uh, PlayStation Two. Of course, they put out their own little um, kind of a, a, you know online capability uh, thing, but like you couldn't do much with it. I remember famously Twisted Metal Black. You could only do one on one, one on one battle. <laughs> you know, so if it's Twisted Metal, like one on one is just not that fun. Um, you know, and what Halo did, of course, was, and they put the time to the servers, you know, they, they, they really kind of, and Microsoft was really good at this, you know, they knew they had to hang their hat on that. And, uh, you would, I don't think online gaming would be what it is today without Halo 2, because, uh, they didn't just, you look at some of the, the multiplayer, um, maps that they have on there and then the, the modes and stuff like that, uh, Halo 2, as as much as we love Blood Gulch and, you know, some of the stuff on Halo 1, Halo 2's maps are so iconic, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's 
still consider one of the best multiplayer suites out there. Um, things like Ivory Tower and Lockdown and just, you know, these these maps that uh, really were designed to to take you and put you in a position where it's it's completely different every time you play. Um, once again, it, it this is this sounds so rudimentary, but people weren't thinking like that for multiplayer back in the day. You know, if you compare it to a multiplayer game, um, you know, even one that's considered good, uh, you know, the multiplayer is going to be with how much fun the player brings into it uh, themselves and how much fun they want to have with it. Um, and then Halo 2 comes along and says, we're going to create these playgrounds for you uh, that are just going to be fascinating in and of themselves. Um, and they're not just going to be like, we're just going to cut off a chunk of the of a map in the game and it's like, now you can play multiplayer here. No, we're going to build an entire map around a train, you know, and then like, you got to just have a lot of fun watching the train run over people because you never know what's going to come. And I mean, just stuff like that was really revolutionary. Um, and so, you know, when you move from Halo 2 to Halo 3, the big difference in Halo 3, of course, is by the time 360 comes along, I won't say they've mastered online gameplay, but you've got way more people online. I don't Xbox 360 is the first time I, I ever got online and played video games. Um, you've got way more people online, and uh, the technology is so much better that by the time you get to Halo 3, you're starting to look at online gaming uh, as something that is really taking over um, what video gaming is um, for good and for bad. So the transition to Halo 3, of course, happens uh, in the... Three, Halo 3 is the top-selling um, Halo. It sold 14.5 million copies. It's a, uh, a massive, a massive game. Uh, and once again, it's something that, like, I don't know if, if you... if Once again, if you had a 360, you didn't have Halo 3. It was kind of weird, probably. I didn't have Halo 3 for a long time. I finally kind of... Because, uh, like I said, I told you, the killer app that got me for for the 360 was Gears of War. Um, but I did end up getting Halo 3. Um, Halo 3, of course, uh, adds a whole nother level to what multiplayer is because it adds consistent four-player multiplayer from start to finish, if you want to do that. Um, Al, I know you didn't do that, okay? Um, but um, Halo 3, you know, when I when I was watching you play it, do you think it makes the same leap as 1 to 2 does? Or do you think it's more of like a, you know, a small jump from 2 to 3? Um, I would say playing it now, um, the improvements and the jump don't feel as, as emphatic or as jarring as they do from one to two. Uh, however, it does feel like an improved game. Uh, it does um, continue that pattern of let's take what we already do well and just kind of um, improve upon it. I feel like the improvements are more small scale, but that's really just because Halo 2 had done such a great job of um, improving and innovating already. Um, Halo 3 felt like it was the first game in the series for me uh, when I played them this past year where it felt, I felt a shift from, you know, you're playing this game, you are the Master Chief, you know, you're head and shoulders above 
everybody else. I mean, you are, you know, you, you are the Spartan, you are the master chief. Um, and you feel that and you do things that, you know, other human characters would not be able to do. Halo three felt a shift in that where I jumped into Halo three and Halo three feels like you're playing as a superhuman. Um, it feels like um, Microsoft and Bungie really leaned in to this idea of let's just try to help the players have as much fun as possible. Um, and you feel that both in the campaign um, as well as in um, the multiplayer too. By the time it gets to Halo 3, you know, you get the more stylish stuff going on in, like, the EVP arena is where, you know, you can hijack another player's ghost, and this time he does a cool little spin kick and puts some flavor on it, and mm-hmm. and it's there to, like, just kick off the guy you stole the ghost from mm-hmm. and just create that kind of tension and um, um, competition there. And uh, you feel that throughout the game, you know. I recall the first time, you know, I was in a room in Halo 3 playing through the campaign. I went through a set of doors. There was a room just full of dudes uh, um, that I had to get through. And they placed a turret just right at the entrance of the room where I was. And I believe Halo 3 is the first time you could just, like, remove the turret from its placement and just, like, use Mm -hmm. it as a mobile thing. And so, like, um, I took the bait. I wasn't a bastard. I was just like, no, I'm going to do this the hard way. I took the bait and took the turret and used it as it was intended um, to do. And, like, you just feel awesome. As you play it, and you can tell they leaned in to that attractive um, feature of the game a lot more than they had the other ones, um, which I think was great. Um, I'm sure there are people who are just like you know, Halo Three is where it felt to is where it started to feel a bit more uh, wild and fantastic or whatever. But I mean, I mean if you're playing, if you're playing an enhanced dude in a space war like lean into that like have people feel like they're a badass have people feel like they're doing crazy insane stuff because like it's a blast and halo 3 is just an overall just super fun i feel awesome kind of game um at least that's what it is to me and it's still immensely popular even today i hear all the time um, people are just like, hey, we're going to, you know, revive these servers on Halo 3, you know, on, on this particular day every month or whatever it is. Like, I mean, it's it's a testament of itself. Yeah, and it's the, uh, you know, and it's it's the uh, the last the last Bungie one, too. I mean, real, well, I mean, really well, the last Bungie one. Yeah. I know a lot of the people went over the work on 343. Uh, I, and, and and I know you're getting ready to talk about Recon ODST. I'm coming back to it. I know. Okay. That's, that's cool. But but what I mean is like in the in the in the one through three, 
you know, it's kind of the it's kind of their last uh, gasp, really, um, mm-hmm. before we get to four, where three four three takes over. And I mm-hmm. want to talk about four before I come back. Okay, so so I do want to talk about ODST. Interesting. Okay, I got you. Let's talk about four mainly because of storyline. Okay. Um, because ODST and Reach are kind of like in this Rogue One kind of area of of Halo. You know, I mean, it's 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 more building the world those two are than is following Master Chief. Uh, well, then follow Master Chief at all. So so um, so four uh, four comes out. Okay, and there's already a lot of controversy about four because it's it's not a bungee game. Um, and so there's all this, uh, this talk of like, what is this game going to be like and everything? So one of my video game hot takes is that in my opinion, okay, uh, maybe not from multiplayer aspect, but single player campaign four is my favorite. And it's the one that I enjoyed the most. Um, because, and you know, we, me and you have talked about this. I'm, I, I, I value story a lot in video games because uh, particularly at, you know, at this day and age you know i'm just too uh i'm i just feel like i don't um uh, I, I i i want what i'm doing i want you to explain to me why i'm doing what i'm doing and engross me in a world um you know as opposed to like dying to the same skeleton you know 45 times in a row in dark souls you know and I don't understand why I'm dying. Okay. And so there's, I think there's a difference between me and you on that. You know, I think if we were like to put like a, uh, you know, what I value in games, what you value in games, we'd almost be uh, on the line. We almost be kind of polar opposite. I think you're more of a gameplay guy, more of a story guy. So with that in mind, uh, or, or you can just tell me if I'm wrong on that, by the way, but either way, Halo four, I remember I told you when you were, before you even got to, I told you Halo four is my favorite. Um, Halo Four, you know, what, what did you think of it? You know, I mean, how, how did because uh, it is it is a, it is different. There, I think it's very, I think it is very different from Three. I know they what Three Four Three Industry does really well. What they're very smart on is they don't um, they don't really change mechanics. They don't try to reinvent mechanics, which I think would have been disastrous for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep the same mechanics, but in and really in how the game is played um, as far as like the level design and uh, the enemies and stuff, I think it's a very different game. So what did you think of Halo 4? Yeah. Um, I mean, Halo 4 is, is one of those games that it felt a lot like, um, and I was talking about the gameplay even at all, um, leading up, to Halo 4 because I believe um, I believe in between Reach and Halo 4 when I was streaming on Twitch I took a little bit of a break in between those games um, because I think I took a break in between um, Halo 3 and, and ODST and then I took another break in between Reach and 4 um, so, so leading up to me jumping into four, um, I had this experience of just like, I remember what it was like when Halo four came out, um, because, um, that was one of those things that was a huge controversy. You heard about it wherever you went. Again, I was a, 
I was a guy who had only owned one Xbox console and didn't even own it for very long because I played all of the Gears of War games on it and I was fine um, after that. But, um, I mean, everywhere I went, every time I went in to a GameStop, every time I went to hang out with friends, every time I, I was hanging out in the dorm room at my college, like, I heard about Halo 4 and how it was the worst thing to ever happen to video games. I mean, that's what the experience felt like in summary of hearing about that game. And I didn't really like appreciate the gravity of it at the time because I just, I wasn't very invested in the series still. Um, I played Halo Reach, but that was only because everybody I knew at that time was playing Halo Reach. And so I played the crap out of it. Um, So going into Halo 4, I was just like, this is going to be weird because I don't think I've approached a gameplay experience with as much background stuff, like as much impressions from other people, as much stuff other people have told me, as much headlines I've seen about the game over the years as I did when I approached Halo 4. Um, so I played Halo 4, and I remember I was playing it for a couple hours on stream. Josh, you were probably there because you were at us about every Halo stream I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing for a couple hours, and I had a moment where I was playing it where I was just like, what is, what was everyone talking about the last, like, eight years? Because, like, you could tell... Like, there were changes made, and the game did feel different from the past games. Um, For sure, they did. However, like, the drastic changes that I went into it expecting to have just weren't there. Because at its core, it still felt like Halo. It still felt like I I was the Master Chief. I still felt like I was tracking with the story that had ended in three. It still felt like a continuation of all of those things. Um, And again, um, I haven't played a ton of the multiplayer. I know that's where a lot of the complaints were um, about it, but there were plenty of complaints about the um, campaign as well that again, I did not just see. Um, I will say as I got towards the end of that game, See, I do think Halo 4 is by far the hardest of the Halo games, um, especially towards the end. I think there's a bit of a spike in difficulty Mm -hmm. in that game around the last couple hours of the campaign that is not really there in a majority of the other games. Um, ODST is also um, a difficult game, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's difficult for very different reasons than Halo 4 is. Um, and I do remember one thing I didn't really enjoy about Halo 4 is that the enemies in Halo 4 felt a lot more spongy. Uh, they felt like they were just tanking a lot more damage um, in this game than in the past games I had played. And um, I wasn't a huge fan of that in FPSs in general. But um, overall, I mean, I still... I enjoyed four. Um, I finished four, and I was just like, "That, that was a blast." 
I really enjoyed it. I'm really intrigued to see where the story goes. Like, I was in it still. I mean, I was I was still a Halo fan despite all of the things that people have told me the last eight years. Like, I was <laughs> I was still into it. So that was one of the weirdest experiences I'd ever had with the game, just because that was the most um, external context that I had ever gone into a game with because I'd heard about it so much from so many people for so many years before I finally jumped into it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what's, I, I agree with you totally, obviously. I mean, like I said, it's my favorite one. Um, and, and I, I, I even agree with you on how spongy some of the, uh, some of the enemies are, particularly the, uh, uh, towards the end there when it just seems like, <laughs> it just seems like, you know, you're just, constantly running out of bullets in your gun towards the end of in my opinion that's how it felt like um what's what's interesting to me i think halo 4 is is an interesting litmus test on on both uh the strengths of microsoft at the same time where microsoft has been uh somewhat lacking because halo 4 in my opinion is their attempt to um get into uh, shall we say emotional storytelling within video gaming because it's 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 there it's I mean, that's that's the main difference right I mean like you know I, I'm I'm not saying one through three doesn't have a good story but one but what four does of course is that I think whoever was writing it looked at one through three and said well our emotional core is Cortana and Master Chief you know that's that's the that's the emotional core that the player deals with because that's the people. That's, that's what the player deals with the most. So how can we tell a story about those two? And that's that's really what makes that game stand out to me. It's really the only the only game in the series. Eh, Reek, maybe. Okay, but it's really the only game in the series that has a story where that I would put on the level of some of the PlayStation 3 and 4 storytelling games of like, I know you're not a fan, but, but you'll know what I mean when I say Uncharted, Last of Us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. Um where there's like a there's a concerted effort to make the story as good as the game. Um, here's what's funny though, okay? I don't know how much of this game you've played, but like you know, of course, Halo Four once again famously not done by Bungie, which I think is what a lot of people had issues with. But when I play Destiny Two, it feels like Halo Four to me, like it really does. Which is ironic because Destiny Two is done by Bungie. Right. And, you know, particularly things like the, the spongy enemies, you know, which, of course, some people really hate in Destiny 2. Um, but it, that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the game, the gameplay feels like a natural progression from Halo 4 to me. Um, you brought up the multiplayer. Here's what I'll say about the multiplayer. Because I play a, a, of other than other than ODST, um, which I played a lot of the multiplayer of ODST in college. Um, but I know the ST, I probably played the Halo 4 multiplayer the most. Um, and I agree. It is the best way I can describe it is chaotic. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, the maps are built. Uh, they seem way more built for deathmatch uh, than they do for any type of team compositions. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, steps that have been taken forward with Reek, uh, it didn't seem like they brought that into, into this game, you know, of course, because Reek has, you know, probably the best multiplayer of all of them. Uh, I, I don't even, I don't even know if that's an argument. Um, I don't even know if anybody would argue differently on that. Um, but um, 
so I, 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 I think that's the main reason why people don't like it, Al, is that when, when that, when, when you spend, you know, a substantial portion of your life, you know, playing a multiplayer game and then, you know, one comes out that is, uh, even if it's of the same quality, but drastically different, you'd be upset. And I, I can see, you know, going from Marie to Halo 4 while people be upset in the multiplayer. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, as I've said before, Halo 4 uh, is a single player experience. Definitely my favorite. Um, I think the storyline is just really good. Um, you know, and um, just the, the dynamic of Cortana and uh, Master Chief is just uh, something that, um, uh, that, uh, that I think is really really well explored there and uh and you know it's got kind of a bittersweet ending you know i mean not mm-hmm. to you know if you if you want to go back and play it definitely do that um we've done a pretty good job of not giving away endings uh, i think we've yeah. done yeah. on this uh, so you know if you want to go back and play it definitely do that um odst and reek okay i you played both those as well mm-hmm. um it would it be bef- i want to talk about odst first but um you know, you said you, you talked about how it gets difficult towards the end because for different reasons. Uh, ODST is is really almost an anomaly from the other Halo games because uh, by design you're playing um, a weaker soldier. So, like you were talking about the fact that, like, uh, you know, like in Halo Three, you really lean into this idea of you know Master Chief is the you know is the 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 super soldier, you know. Uh, ODST, in my opinion, sometimes to its detriment, leans a little too hard to the idea of you're just a grunt, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so, w- w- what did you what did you think of ODST? It, it's actually, I would say, you know, after four from a from a uh, from a single player aspect, uh, after four and after Reek, it's probably my favorite, honestly. But what did you think of it? It was, it was. A really interesting game. I enjoyed it overall. Um, it was, it, it, it's such a unique game that I mean, it almost feels like it isn't a Halo game. Um, because again, you know, as you said, it has that aspect where you're playing as a very not Spartan. This super soldier character, um, like you do in all the other Halos. Um, I mean, you, you, I mean, you jump into that game and like you're just a dude, like you're just a dude with like some okay space armor, and you get dropped into a setting of utter chaos. Um, And um, it was really interesting how the story was told in the way of, you know, you're trying to track down all of um, all of your crew who dropped in various um, locations in the city on this operation you had to do. Um, so you're tracking down all your crew, you f- find some of them, you find traces of others, and you kind of experience the last, like, I think, gosh, I think the events of that game take place over, like, a total of like 18 hours or something. Yeah. Even that. Um, and so you see various versions of those 18 hours, depending on who you're playing as in the game or where you're at 
on the map at the time and, and things like that. Um, it was really interesting. It was really intriguing. I'm really glad I played that one because uh, that's one I didn't know anything about. Uh, anything about at all. I'm not entirely sure I heard about ODST before I bought the Master Chief Collection on PC, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, but um, um, it was really cool. It added a really new kind of unique challenge to the gameplay where you really have to go about the FPS combat in a different way from the other Halos because you don't have as, as strong of shields, you die a lot faster, you know, so you really have to plan your combat encounters in really specific ways rather than when you're playing as um, Master Chief, you know, as John Halo himself. <laughs> uh, where you can just kind of, you know, jump in with like your guns ablazing. You can hank a bunch of hits and and be fine. You really have to be a lot more strategic with um, your um, approach to combat in ODST, which was really cool. It was really cool how they were able to incorporate that into um, a franchise that's known for such high octane action. Um, I will say, if I if I were to replay any of the Halo games, ODST would probably be towards the end of that list that I would replay, even though I did enjoy it a whole lot. Um, I feel like it just felt kind of disconnected from the experience to the point where if I were to be in the mood to play a Halo game... ODST would be towards the bottom of the list just because it feels the least like a Halo game, if that makes sense. So it really wouldn't be the first one to pop into mind to scratch that itch I was having to play um, a Halo game in general, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I mean, I think the interesting thing about ODST that I think we can look back now and say, honestly, it'd be true. If it had come out five years later, it'd be DLC. It'd be a DLC add-on yeah, pack. For sure. Um, because that's what, I mean, because it really is such a such a leap. I also totally agree with you. And, I, like, when I compared it to Rogue One, I mean, here's the thing about it is, like, mm. you know, what I always say about Rogue One with Star Wars is that, you know, Rogue One is not a Star Wars movie. You know, it might be in the universe, you know, but like all the things people like when they say they like Rogue One are things that are not things you would like about Star Wars. ODST is very similar um, in that it's it's a different type of game. It's it's a, you know, it's a stealth shooter in a lot of ways, you know, to your point of like having mm-hmm. to plan things out. Uh, I remember ODST was one where I was watching you play and you had like, there was a point where like you just couldn't get past because you were literally out of bullets in your gun. You had like three shotgun bullets yeah. and like two <laughs> sniper gun bullets. And, you know, you were just kind of like, you know, I don't even know what to do here. And so you're just running up and like trying to smack them to death and things so you can get more bullets. <laughs> and, and that, I, a lot of that's by design, you know, ODST is, is attempting to do that um, mm-hmm. because they want to have tell the story of, because uh, it, it, it is a story that hasn't been told in Halo. They want to tell the story of you are in a city uh, that is occupied, you know, and that's that's the story they want to tell. Um, but once again, that's it's not Halo. I agree with you on that. Um, you know, I, I love ODST uh, a lot. Um, I honestly, of, of the games, if I go back and play them, it'd be the number one I don't want to play again because I do want wonder, you know, how much of that was just, you know, 
like how like I I just wonder how much of enjoy of my enjoyment of that game came from um, playing in these kind of um, you know multiplayer settings that I was playing with in, in Campbellsville University when ODST came out. Um, so I do wonder. I wonder if I'd like it as much now, uh, or if I'd get more frustrated with it. At the time, I really loved it. I don't know if that's the same, if that would hold true. Uh, particularly, I don't know if it hold true after I had played uh, the last game uh, we're going to talk about. And the reason I stayed for last because I think Al, correct me if I'm wrong, is this is Halo Reach your favorite one? Halo Reach is my favorite. Yeah. Okay, that's one of the reasons I wanted to say it for last, but also because it is a kind of a side story. Um, but Halo Reach has a lot going for it. Uh, when it came out, I remember IGN's review was essentially like it's the, you know, the greatest hits of Bungie. You know, it was like you could tell they, you know, they were putting everything they could into this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Halo Reach, of course, you know, tells a, once again, tells a different story. But I do think it's a very much a Halo game because it's about the Spartan soldiers and the Spartan uh, program. So uh, Halo Reach, you know what 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 makes Halo Reach stand out in your mind, uh, Al? Cool. Um, I think it's a combination of two kinds of things, and I think it's a combination of the gameplay as well as just the experiences I had with the game. Um, again, Halo Reach. I think back to the years I spent at college. Halo Reach was the first time I really interacted with a lot of my future friends um, at school because, like, I went to, you know, I went to college. I went to Asbury. Um, I went to this weird time in my own life where I was trying to and away from where I was, but I was also this weird, awkward dude with weird interests and stuff. You know, I was at a small, <laughs> small Christian school with like a weird idea of of the spirituality I had myself. So I was in a weird place, and the land parties on my hall, where we just played hours of Halo Reach with each other. We play, you know, Slayer. We play SWAT. We'd um, they captured the flag to my utter disdain but um you know those were the times that i really interacted with um the guys that i would grow very close to over the years and so obviously i have a a lot of really fond memories about playing that game um however all that to say about um about the experiences and the biases i have about halo reach I still say Halo Reach to this day is some of the best FPS gameplay I've ever touched. Um, it it really feels like a culmination of all of the small tweaks and improvements and polishes and innovations that on the Bungie team had done over the years. And it really culminated into this game that to this day, it feels like how an FPS should feel Um, between how um, the guns feel. They all have like um, a very, um, an experience to using each gun. That's very much their own 
Um, you know, it offers a lot of variety and versatility in the skills and abilities you can pick up on the battlefield and kind of tailor make your play style to that, both in the campaign as well as in the multiplayer. Um, the multiplayer is a blast. Um, has just great maps. It has great um modes i believe halo reach is the one that released a bunch of the map packs okay that, it reinstated I, a lot of the old maps from the past i was getting ready to ask because I, I i i was gonna ask you because like you talked about the multiplayer and i you know and halo reach i think was the one where they were just like for their first map pack the was the just all the ones from halo one just like all those maps only redone for reach am i right on that i believe you're right yeah yeah, yeah. um which i mean it's a great move. I mean, I can't think of a better move to supplement your your multiplayer in yeah. a beloved franchise than just here. Here's all of the maps that like you played the first time. Like, you know, just enjoy it. Um, you know, I don't recall was Halo Reach the first time that um, SWAT was introduced. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's in three. SWAT is a blast. That. SWAT is one of the best multiplayer experiences I've ever had. Explain SWAT out. So yeah, so for anybody who doesn't have the SWAT mode um, on Halo Reach, um, you've missed out on a lot. <laughs> it's a it's it's a huge blast. So you're usually the way we played it was divided into teams. You can have a free for all version of it, which is insane and chaotic, but. Um, um, the idea of it is that um, everybody has the Spartan pistol and um, the paddle rifle. Um, so um, you have these semi-automatic guns, and really the only way to get kills in SWAT mode is through headshots or from assassinations on the other players. So, like, if you hit people with, like, a bunch of body shots, um, they programmed um, damage from body shots to be super, super, super low. You have to pump, like, two full clips into a dude of body shots to, like, take his shield downs. Um, however, um, headshots were insta-kills. Um, and um, Haley attacks from behind or above for insta kills as well um and so it was really a test of just like you know who who has the best aim but also who knows the map the best as well because you can't just you know be hanging out in one place the whole time just always scoped because a dude will come up behind you or above you and and you're dead it's over um and so that really created a really cool unique way to play with your friends um that was you know infuriating at times but it was also undeniable because the i mean the rules of the game worked so well that like you know oh you died well you either died because you got headshot or you hit a person hit too close to you so the only it was a genius because Bungie was just like everybody whines and complains about how they died in multiplayer. So here's a mode where either the other person was better than you or you were worse. Like, like those are the only two ways you can die in that mode. 
and it was just a blast. Yeah, um, there really wasn't any cheap kills in it. Yeah, it's wild. And um, and even on the story in that game as well, I was so immersed in that story. Halo Reach was the first Halo game that I played all the way through because I bought that on Xbox 360 and played it myself. Um, and there's just so many great set pieces and um, just action sequences that are so good um off the way up to the end of that game you know i won't spoil anything for people who who haven't played reach because reach honestly is it it could be the best fps i've ever played i go back and forth between halo reach um and doom 2016 on which fps i think is the best one i've ever played but halo reach is just incredible it's an incredible experience and I know a lot of it is just due to the experiences I've had with it, but I mean, the gameplay quality of that game is inarguable to the point where if you think that gameplay in Halo Reach is bad, I have to assume you just don't know a lot about gameplay and game design <laughs> because I've I've tried to find flaws or things I don't like about that game and there just isn't any. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I totally agree for say. Um, you know, it. Did you ever play Battlefield One? Um, what do you mean the battle? The Battlefield One that came out on PlayStation Three, or the Battlefield, Battlefield One? No, 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 no. Battlefield One, the the World War One win. Gotcha. Um, I didn't play a bunch of it. No. Okay, so you know, like I, I know we're, we're not giving away endings here or anything like that, but uh, just for people who have who are listening to have played Halo Reach, obviously Halo Reach has uh, probably one of the ten best endings of all time in any video game. Probably would you say? Yeah, for sure. So, Battlefield One starts off with this, uh, uh, and like and I, I just had to laugh because I, it, it was it was one of the first moments when I realized. I'm not playing video games with the same generation anymore. But Battlefield 1 starts off with this moment where you just kind of get dumped as a soldier. And they say, this is frontline fighting in World War One. You're not expected to survive. And it's, you know, and everybody and everybody played it out. And, uh, you know, and like, like there's still memes today that are just like, you know, how do you make, you know, a gamer cry? And then it shows that, that clip you know because it's like that's just really emotional you know you just you know you just you're there's nothing you can do you're going to die and you're just holding out as long as you can and i'm just sitting there going oh man i've th- th- this is how i know i've gotten old you know this this is the moment i know i've gotten old because no one sees this for the rip off it is yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and so so I, I mean not once again i'm kind of giving away the ending there but uh if you're a halo fan and you're you've played halo reek you know exactly what i'm talking about um um, because it really is a, a monumental ending, uh, and uh, and really the best way I think for Bungie to go out, you know, as far yeah. as like on Halo. Um, so, so I do, uh, you know, we're we're gonna try and wrap this up. We like I said, we didn't talk about Halo Five. Uh, main reason neither one of us was played it because, uh, well, you haven't played it because for whatever reason, a game that's owned by Microsoft is not on PC, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, like I'm- there's. There's very real hilarity to that. Like, there's some type of there's a joke to be made there. I don't know what the joke is, but there is a joke to be made there. Yeah, it's insane. I'm, I am convinced because I've researched into it. I mean, 
there have been articles from Microsoft that have come out and said, we have zero plans to ever release Halo 5 on the PC. However, Halo Infinite, Halo 6, will probably be a PC release like um, a year after the console release. I'm just like, what is, why? What is the reasoning? I'm convinced, I'm convinced, this is how deep it goes, okay? I'm convinced that my Halo streams on Twitch we're starting to pick up too much speed mm-hmm. that um, the executives scared. at Microsoft are just like, y'all, we can't let Al play Halo 5. It just be, you know, we can't give him and his audience the satisfaction of experiencing um, the most recent chapter of Halo. Um, and it got so, it got to the point so contentious that the real reason that that um, the Gates are divorcing is that Bill was just like, I got to see Al play Halo 5. I have to. And Melinda was just like, no, no, you can't. You can't. He'll make Twitch too strong. Yeah. Give him the full saga. And Bill was just like, well, you know what? I'm calling it quits. And that was and that was it. And, and that's why we can't have Halo 5 on PC. I'm I sorry, like your, everybody. Yeah, I, I like every aspect that's true. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm sorry, but no, that's insane. I do it. I do plan um, to play that game eventually. Um, um, where uh, my friends and I are finally vaccinated. Um, uh, my friend Harry has very graciously offered um, the opportunity for me to come over um, sometime in the coming months and just binge play through Halo Five on his Xbox One because I'm not going to buy an Xbox One or Xbox Series X just to play Halo. Um, so I'll play it eventually. Um, it won't be streamed or anything, but I'll get the experience eventually. It'll happen. Well, that is the, um, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to end it. I, I do, I do think, uh, Xbox is scared of your streams. Cause I, I've, you know, I, I, I'd be scared of your streams if I was Microsoft because you never know what you're going to say. You know I mean? You're <laughs> out there playing and then next thing you know, you know, you're like, you know, seize the means of production, you know, and then they got to ban you, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's, that, that, that would scare me. But um, this is kind of where I want to go forward. You know, you, you said something very interesting. And I don't know if you said it correct. You know, if, if this is indicative of the, you know, next step in the console wars, if you do believe there is a console war. But you said, I'm not going to buy an Xbox One X or, you know, just to play Infinite or, you know, or Series X, whatever it's called. I don't even know what it is, but like (laughs) uh, just to play Infinite. Um, You know, Halo's in a weird place because Halo 5, you know, it has to be almost considered a failure. Uh, It's still the best-selling Xbox One exclusive, but, you know, that's... That's not a real big. That's not a real big hurdle to jump, you know. Um, so, you know, going forward, do you think it's possible for you know Halo to become the, this cornerstone again, or do you think that's just kind of something that um, that's just kind of that's going to be in the past? Uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, have the last word on that as the as an attempt to be Alstradamus there. Mm, Alstradamus, that was good. It was good. Um, yeah, man, it's a tough one. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm s- s- sitting here right now. I'm kind of surprised to hear the Halo 5 was st- 
ill the biggest exclusive on Xbox One because I would have thought that um, the Gears of War 5 would have outperformed it um, because I heard great things about that game and very um, 50-50 opinions on Halo 5. But um, I guess, again, that's just another testament to the weight that um, the Halo franchise still carries, is that it can have uh, what's apparently a, um, a more hack-and-luster game, according to a lot of fans, and still outperform some very good games. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, you know, you think about the state of the FPS in video games in general right now. I mean, we've seen the FPS going kind of weird places over the last couple of years. You know, we saw, you know, the Overwatch explosion happen. That was more, you know, this is a team-based, objective-based um, role-heavy FPS that was wildly popular there for a while. It's still very popular now. Um, you know, we saw Call of Duty come out with a couple of games that that performed really well, a couple of games that did not perform um, as well as that franchise usually does. Um, you saw it come out with um, Call of Duty Warzone, which is just a battle royale, um, which was a very interesting direction for Call of Duty to go, um, in my opinion. Um, I didn't think that would be trying to chase the trend, but it was wildly successful, exactly. Um, um, and then we had Cold War come out, and I was... Or as I've heard, it's a very good game. Um, I don't really play a lot of FPSs, honestly. But the state of the FPS right now is so interesting in that when I think of FPS games and franchises, I mean, I still think of Call of Duty. I still think of Halo. Um, but Call of Duty with Warzone. I know you asked me about Halo 5 and Halo 6, but Call of Duty with Warzone showed something really interesting in the FPS genre, where Call of Duty was just like, hey, we can do other stuff. Um, and Halo hasn't really shown that. I mean, yeah, there's Halo Wars and Halo Wars 2, oh boy. Um, but, you know... I don't think we'll ever see see like a Battle Royale version of a Halo game. Um, I don't think we need to see that. I don't think it's necessarily a good or a bad thing that we won't ever see that happen. But I think it does show a little bit about the two heavyweight franchises in the genre right now. That Call of Duty has taken the approach of saying, hey, we can do other stuff. We can chase trends we can follow other innovations and still be successful while still also doing this stuff that made us successful in the first place um halo seems to have 
placed all of its bets on we're going to still try to do the stuff that got us here in the first place. We aren't really going to try to be all that flexible with stuff. We're going to try to do what we do. Um, and I think there's a certain honor and dignity in, in taking that route. But the, but the thing is, if you're going to go that route, you have to sell the games to support that idealism. Um, and as you said, Halo 5 undersold. It undersold and it under-reviewed in a lot of areas. Um, so, I mean, Halo 6... I assume, again, I haven't played Halo 5. I assume Halo 6, um, Halo Infinite, is going to close out this second story trilogy um, that is going on. Um, I'll be honest, it'll be really interesting to see if we get a Halo 6. Or, I'm sorry, we are going to get a Halo 6. It'll be really interesting to see if we get um, a... seventh game in the series if we hear you know particularly a lot from halo overall after this game just because the genre is in a really interesting place and the state of consoles is in a really interesting place um where xbox has just been like okay we'll you know we will shuttle out the cash to buy an entire hire developer and publisher so that we have exclusives you know um in some cases that's a great move for microsoft but where does that leave their flagship franchise in this video game climate of fps's in general being in a weird volatile state um it's very it's just very strange they're in a very strange state, and it'll be interesting to see how Halo Infinite sells and how it reviews, because I really think the future of the IP kind of relies on how this game is going to turn out. Um, the fact that it was supposed to be a launch game anyway on the Xbox Series X, and it's very clearly not, um, is is really interesting in and of itself. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure I answered your. I'm not sure I answered your question at all. Or no, not, no, you did. You it's did. A, no, it's, it's a weird space. Yeah, it, it's it's just. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think buying Bethesda, you know, uh, could turn out to be a very good, um, a very good thing for Xbox um, going forward. But um, I do think it, it also shows that um, Infinite. Uh, does not have that they're not as confident in that as the mm-hmm. as, as the killer app um, as they probably were <laughs> yeah, at one point. I think with that with that trailer for you know the first trailer for Infinite hit, uh, you know I think it was just a few months later when they announced they were buying Bethesda, and it was kind of that trailer uh, that first trailer was very controversial because it looks like a looks like a 360 game, you know, yep, and and that's. You know, I mean, that's, and I'm not, graphics aren't everything, but, you know, if it, at this day and age, when you're trying to compete with these, you know, supercomputer systems, um, 
that's that's hard to do for your flagship title. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm like you. It'll be interesting to see if they what it looks like after six. You know, if six kind of writes the ship, or if people just kind of give up on it. Um, Halo's, you know, you know. I mean, Halo Halo's a name. I mean, Halo is it's there with Mario. It's it's there with Zelda. It's there with you know uh cloud from final fantasy or whatever i mean it it, it, it it's a name okay it's a it's a it, it it's a it's a thing that stands out um as as something bigger bigger than video games so it would be kind of a shame to see it uh fall to the wayside but you know that that might be what happens uh so so yeah um al I'm going to end it there, man. I think this has been a, a, a good podcast. Uh, you know, we spent about an hour and uh, 50 minutes uh, discussing Halo. So, uh, so there's a lot to, obviously a lot to cover. Uh, thank you uh, for your expertise on the, on the Halo games. Thank you for joining me uh, here. And, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you uh, during the summer of video games. Like I said, we've got so much going on this summer, uh, video game related uh, keep, uh, keep on the lookout, uh, follow us on, uh, Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on, uh, Patreon, uh, we, and, and Twitter, uh, we've, we're, we're trying to increase our, our social media presence. Uh, so definitely, uh, come, uh, come talk to us on any of those. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear about. And, uh, like I said, be on the lookout for a lot of great content coming. Al, once again, I thank you. And uh, as always, when we sign off, we like to say Phantom is for everyone. Uh, That's our motto here at Phantom Correspondence. And uh, we're so thankful you turned in. And we hope you have a good morning, afternoon, or night, wherever you're at. Cowabunga. There we go.